0: Hey, there's the sheriff, Jimmy said, gesturing toward Scoville's now-familiar truck that was heading toward them. From that angle, it looked a lot like the truck that had run Pilot off the road. Scoville stopped in front of Jimmy's truck and climbed out of his own. He zipped up his coat, leaving the butt of his Glock peeking out a slit in the side, then walked over to the pair. Bad, he asked? Pilot shrugged. Anything new on the case? Scoville regarded him with his squinty eye. You could say that. Oh, Pilot said? Scoville cut his eyes to Jimmy, who took the hint and went about the business of preparing to tow the car into town. "'When you were up at Monticello last night, did you see anything unusual?' Pilot shuddered inside at the sudden change in temperature from the sheriff. "'I never made it to the cemetery, Sheriff, remember?' The sheriff looked into Pilot's face as if his eyes were some kind of lie detector. "'Oh, yeah, I forgot.' Scoville's demeanor relaxed. He looked over his shoulder at Jimmy. "'Why, is something wrong at the cemetery?' Pilot said." No, Scoville said, taking a cinnamon toothpick from his pocket. Not unless you count grave robbing. And with that, he slipped the cinnamon toothpick into his mouth and arched his eye at Pilot. Scoville pulled into the cemetery, inching past the main yard slowly until he parked next to his deputy's truck. It rested at the mouth of a path that was too small for most cars. He put the truck in park, pulled the keys out of the ignition, and looked at Pilot. Well, come on, he said, you can see what happened up here last night. Pilot slid from the truck seat and walked with Scoville down the path. Standing a few hundred yards away next to a series of crypts was Lenny, his deputy. Lenny was a paunchy, bearded man. Pilot had not spoken to him much, but he'd seen him in town here and there, usually at the grocery store where Lenny went to pick up a suitcase of beer. Anything new? Scoville asked Lenny. The deputy shook his head, his beefy frame leaning against the largest of the crypts, his bulk obscuring the names of the dead inscribed on the outside. Pilot observed that the old door of the crypt had been ripped almost completely from its hinges and crumpled inward. Crowbar? Scoville asked. Lenny pointed to the lock where telltale signs of a crowbar or pry bar of some sort still existed. "Uh Uh-huh, Scoville said, peering closer. You concur, Mr. Pilot? Pilot smiled mildly and nodded. You think it was kids? Vandals? Just messing around? Could have been. Lenny handed Scoville a plastic Ziploc bag. Scoville held it up and peered inside it at a red-and-white cross-college cougar spirit ribbon, the kind worn on letter jackets and sweatshirts at pep rallies and basketball games. He then handed the bag back to Lenny and pulled a heavy flashlight from the loop on his belt and switched it on. Come on, Mr. Pilot, let's see if there's any tales from this crypt. Um, isn't this a crime scene, Pilot sputtered? I mean, shouldn't I stay out of there? Scoville turned his head halfway. Well, yes, Mr. Pilot, you would generally be correct, except when the duly elected sheriff of the county invites you into the crime scene. I suppose it's okay. Well, uh, why? I mean, thanks for thinking of me, sheriff, but I really don't know why you want me in there. Lenny poked Pilot's shoulder, more than a gentle nudge. Pilot held up his hands in a gesture of contrition and followed Scoville into the crypt. Watch your step, Scoville said. Pilot followed Scoville down four steps into a room that looked to be about 20 feet long and about 12 feet wide. The air was stale and still and smelled of the wet, moldy burlap sacks his brother used to push him into one summer in their grandparents' root cellar. Scoville shone his light around until he found a Coleman lantern hanging on a hook beside the door. He lit and hung the hissing lantern from a hook on a rusty chain that dangled into the center of the room. When Pilot's eyes adjusted, Welcome to Castle Dracula, Scoville grunted. Lining each side were three large ledges that held the coffins lengthwise, one coffin per ledge. Four of the coffins looked extremely old, as if they'd seen at least 70 or 80 years. The two others looked newer, though exactly how new was hard to determine since they'd been smashed open. A crumbling body lay on its face, spilling out of the coffin where it had been dragged off the ledge onto the floor. The perpetrators had apparently hacked away at the lid until it opened. The dead man's final suit was split up the back. Pilot had read once that morticians often cut the clothing of the deceased to make the job of dressing the corpse easier. The corpse skin looked like old parchment, hanging off the ribs and backbone in dusty, webby hunks. Jesus, Pilot said, startled. What the fuck? Easy, Scoville said. He pointed his flashlight at the coffin across from the damaged one. That casket, too, was open, though it still rested on the ledge. The corpse appeared to be that of an old woman, steel gray hair clung to the skull, and a thin layer of skin stretched over it. The eye sockets had long ago sunken in. Her decomposition was less advanced than the man's. "'Oh, God, it's an old lady,' Pilot said, gagging. "'Yep,' Scoville examined the other coffins, which appeared undisturbed beyond the dust being wiped from the nameplates affixed to their sides. "'Looks like they were looking for someone in particular.' "'What do you mean?' Pilot said, straining to read one of the nameplates. "'Well, they apparently wiped the layers of dust off of each coffin looking for a specific one. See?'